0: Coming up, have the Padres close the gap on the L.A. Dodgers in the NL West? Talking all about who is the king of the division with Sully Baseball on today's Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You are
1: Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Hey, did you miss me? I took a few days off. Do you know why? Because I was triple recording my podcasts last week. There was a lot of stuff to cover and even some stuff happened after I, well, need to put myself into a meditative trance. But when I removed myself from the meditative trance, who was there with me? Miller thomas that's Maybe. right it's time for a crossover hello baseball fans welcome to lockdown mlb part of the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day this is the daily podcast we talk about all the major league baseball i am your host paul francis sullivan you can look at my lower third you don't believe me you can call me sully but hey i'm not alone look at this guy right over there right, right, where there's my co-host for today introduce yourself
0: Hey, Miller Thomas, host of the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24. It says they're right there in my lower third. That's my personal account. Or just type in that little search bar, Locked on Diamondbacks, on Twitter, Instagram. You can find me there. And also on YouTube, please. We're trying to hit 300 subscribers by Christmas, so follow Locked on Diamondbacks on YouTube as well.
1: Follow us at Locked on MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, If you want to follow me on Mastodon, good luck. I can't figure it out. Um, if you want to follow me my personal account I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram follow us on the YouTubes uh, and also you uh, you can follow uh, type in Sully Baseball if you want to follow my in memoriam videos that I do uh, at the beginning of each year I used to do them at the all-star break but starting with COVID I do it at the beginning of the year and uh, there's already some big names that are going to be in the upcoming in memoriam video we've got a a couple of hall of famers uh Gaylord Perry uh uh the Bruce Sutter we have Maury Wills who probably could have been put in the hall of fame uh and then you have uh Vince Scully you know some really Ooh. some so this it's going to be uh it's going to be quite a in memoriam probably will not be the the one I did for the season that started in 2021 which I decided to pull out all the heartstrings. I start with an image of my dad who'd also died at that time. But that, we had, the, the number of Hall of Famers we lost that year, Tom Seaver, Lou Brock, um, Bob Gibson, Phil Negro, Tom Lasorda, uh, Don Sutton. Uh, we lost uh, uh, Dick Allen who should have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh, we lost Whitey Ford. We lost Joe Morgan. We lost Henry Aaron. I mean, every one of those is a end of the montage showstopper. And I'm going, like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta stick Tommy Lasorda in the middle. Good Lord, I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, I mean. It was just unbelievable. So uh I don't think we'll ever have a year where we lose that many people at once. But do you know what? You know, the Reaper the Reaper's undefeated and uh every once in a while he says, Hold my beer.
0: Was that 2020 you said, Sully?
1: Uh the one that began the 2021 season. So right. what I do is and everyone who died between opening day between opening days uh are included in that. No, so, no. you know, the, everyone who basically died between opening day 2020 and opening day 2021. Last year, there were no Hall of Famers died, oh, wow. which was interesting. I mean, I had some very memorable names like, uh, uh, you know, Ray Fossey and Jerry Remy and oh, yeah. Jr. Richard I'm and, um, you know, Mudcat Grant, a lot of, you know, really great baseball names. We did lose along the way. But, uh, yeah, it's anyway.
0: I'm yeah, I know. I was gonna say I know we're gonna talk Red Sox later, but that broadcast team—I mean, no more Rem Dog. I think Dennis Eckersley, Dennis Eckersley, just left to the broadcast studio. So even that, like, growing up, yeah. it is. Dumb. Yeah,
1: and they oh. lost. They, they they didn't lose. They they let go Don Orsillo a few. Years yeah, ago. Don
0: Orsillo too. I yeah. mean,
1: I mean, look at. I mean, it's it's.
0: That's when uh, we should have known, really, when they let Don Orsillo go. That was the yeah, story. and, and,
1: and do you want to We'll get into this right now, actually, because uh, look at. I have a very, you know, I make no bones about it. Some people have accused me of bias. I don't deny that I have biases. We all have biases. I don't claim to be a Vulcan, but uh, at the same time, I also uh, I try to be objective. You know, if the if you know, I did grow up a big Boston Red Sox fan. Uh, I and I and I've never hidden my uh, dislike of the Yankees. But if the Yankees do something right, I'm going to praise them. You know, they did something right last week by bringing back Judge. Oh yeah. You know, that was a you know there was there was the chatter of you know is he going to go to San Francisco? Is he going to go to this? Is he going to go to that? And the fact that matters, they they did what they had to do. They realized that if you remove that Jenga piece, there's there's just, there was, the whole thing will come down. Everything. Fresh. And and I, and I agree with Stacy Katsulius of Locked On Yankees that. This is not the end of their offseason. This is they had to take care of this. And by taking care of this, and they have Rizzo and they have uh Judge and everyone back there. So now they could focus on improving the shortstop position, improving their um, pitching staff, getting a little depth in their staff. Uh, and I and I think that they're gonna be there. So I'll praise them and I'll criticize the Red Sox. Um uh, I, I have a lot of issues about the Red Sox. Look, the management came in before the 2003 or 2002 season, the new management. And since then, the Red Sox uh, Red Sox fans wanted to see one World Series in their lifetime. And there have been four. Mm-hmm. And even if you want to take away 2018 for the shenanigans that were happening off-field, that's still three more than we thought we were going to get in our lifetime. And so and for that reason – there's so much to love about this management they've delivered so much. On the other hand, they sometimes don't understand some things about the, about fandom Uh, and what they were developing in 2018, which has now been almost completely destroyed. I, you know, when they won in 2004, there was a sense of urgency. We have to win right away to just get this monkey off of our back. And there were a lot of mercenaries on that team. There were more homegrown players in 2007. But in 2013, it was almost entirely mercenaries. It was always entirely people who weren't there the year before and were gone the year after. And But that was the Boston strong year and everything. What made the 2018 year different, besides the cheating, was there were so many homegrown superstars that Red Sox fans were thinking, oh, wait a minute. This is like this could be our answer to Bernie Williams, Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, and Rivera Pettit, you know, the, the the you know the proverbial core. That here's a core of young players came up through the farm system that will stick around forever. You had a home completely homegrown outfield of bees, the Benettendis, Bradleys, and Betts. Yeah, Betts was an MVP superstar. Devers was a developing superstar. Bogarts was a, was an all star. Christian Vasquez was a solid catcher. You had this whole lineup of homegrown players. That, oh my god, this is going to be the promise <laughs> of what happened in the seventies of Rice, Lynn, Evans, you know, Burleson, all them, and to rip that apart because of money, of which the Red Sox are swimming in money. I, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm not going to blame Bloom. A lot of people are blaming Bloom. He's taking orders from the front office. And it's it's the management who's doesn't seem to realize they they stumbled across the what could have been the most beloved Red Sox team of all time if they kept them together. And there was no reason not to keep them together. And and they always seem more interested in other teams' free agents than maintaining their own. But it, it just drives me a little crazy. Don't you... Don't you see what you had in your hands? And this does feel different than when Damon left or when Pedro left, or even when Francona was let go. There's something about this that feels different. Like you had a core. Why why didn't you keep this core together?
0: Yeah. And I think it also speaks to the type of players that they're letting go. When you think of the Mookie Betts and you think of the Xander Bogarts, they're not just great players on the field. They're not just the MVPs. Like you talk about the Mookie Betts and the multi-time all-stars. Like you talk about their Xander Bogarts talk about what they do in the community, how Mookie Betts is such a big advocate for black players in baseball, how he's a big advocate for other things in the social community about Xander Bogarts, how he gives back and the fact they let these guys go, like right now, if you're a Red Sox fan, like your spirit is crushed. You lost the trust of this front office. You lost the trust of this ownership group. And it's like, yeah, you got those four World Series like you talk about, but... I'm a Red Sox fan right now, I'm pulling a Ross from friends and I'm taking a break from this team. And I'm 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 okay checking out other baseball teams right now if I'm a, a, a Boston Red Sox fan right now. Why not check out the Arizona Diamondbacks with that young outfield that they got and say, hey, let me start something new because I, I don't know what to do. It's only going to get worse if you're a Red Sox fan from here because Rafael Devers is either going to get traded this offseason or he's going to walk in free agency because we're going to go through the same situation that we just saw with Xander Bogarts. You got Trevor Story on that fat contract. He's already showed signs of really being a, a terrible deal. Chris Sales still owed a lot of money. That, I mean, we still don't know how good the Japanese player is going to be, but according to like the market value, they might have just overpaid. Like, he could be a good player, but that doesn't mean he was worth the contract that he was given. Like, it's only going to get worse from here if you're a Red Sox fan. So I'm like, just jump ship now and come on over to the D backs. And today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Save because. Locked on Dimebacks, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked on Dimebacks listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off right now. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. An emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get higher priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and. Out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring agents cost under $1 a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control over your system, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get forty percent off any new system at simplysafe.com/lockdownmlb today. That's simplysafecom MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
1: address something here from uh Yuri who is a uh, um, a listener here who wrote something on uh, the YouTube page uh, okay. He said I love the podcast now the other uh, to set this up when um Bogart signed the the lucrative deal that he signed uh for I think it's uh uh what was it 300, uh, 300 was it 400 years it was a 400 years. Mm-hmm. He got signed for it. He's he's, he's said he's gonna be signed there until uh you know until the seas rise up and destroy us all. Wow. Um he'll still be under it, it's it's a long deal. It's a long yeah. deal. And and in a vacuum, I understand, you know, as I said before, in the free agency era, I, I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite because I have said that if you play 10 years with one team, you really can't ask for more than that in the free agency era. And he was part of the 2013. have <laughs> been Series there for camp. a long time. He's been there for a long time. So, in one way, I could say, Do you know what, he can't, you had a decade with him, you know, and and 11 years is a long time, mm-hmm. especially in baseball years. But as I said, if the Padres win one World Series at the front of that contract, the, the end of the contract, they'll just be chump change. But um, I made a comment saying. Uh, how could a small market team like the Red Sox possibly contend with the big spenders like San Diego I said that um, uh, Yuri uh, posted this a public comment so I don't feel badly doing wow. a public comment Gonna I love the pod- Yuri um I love the podcast thanks Yuri I probably should just stop right there but calling the Red Sox a small market team is a huge exaggeration and I'd say even incorrect. Um, he began he proceeds to explain why it's incorrect and I, I I will agree with you Yuri um, that was called sarcasm I was being sarcastic that was kidding it was a joke uh, the Red Sox are one of the wealthiest not only one of the wealthiest teams but they also have a gigantic market they have not just the city of Boston but the entire region of New England everything Connecticut north of New Haven all of Rhode Island all of Massachusetts all of of, uh, uh, you know, the, all of Connecticut that isn't on the metro line to New York, you know, Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, and also schmucks like me who can't let go and have moved, like, we're spread around. We're like, we're like you know, you should build a wall to keep us out of your state, you because know, there are all these Red Sox fans who can't let go. Um, yeah, there's a gigantic market, and San Diego a, is, a, is a microscopic market. I was making, that was, that was, now, it's explained the joke Monday is what it is. Um, yeah, I was hoping the joke was so absurd that. Um, uh, but the reason I'm bringing it up is that I, I, I heard that comment and I said, here, "Here, here! It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke." But then um, I, I saw a Twitter exchange. And I'm not going to mention this person's name because he did take this when he was called out. He did take this tweet down. But someone was in a little t- Twitter argument with former Locked On Red Sox host uh, Gabriel Starr. Ooh. was saying, um, how can the Red Sox compete when they only have 37,000 seats and they won't ever be able to have the revenue to compete with teams that have bigger stadiums? And I realized he wasn't kidding. He was trying to make the argument that the Red Sox are a small market team. First of all, um, I didn't know it was 1922, not 2022, because uh, we we have other revenue other than the gate. Um, but also, have um, you seen those seats at uh, Fenway Park? Kind of costly.
0: Are right, they? I need kinda to go to costly. a game.
1: Kind of costly. You can go to a game at Petco Park for a decent price. A lot less than Fenway. And Fenway is usually pretty sort of packed. So uh, I couldn't believe someone was actually trying to use the you know, Red Sox are a small market team argument. And unlike me, I realize maybe that's why I have to show that it is a joke because some people out there are trying to make that argument, Yeah, which uh, I find a little strange.
0: Yeah, I really don't believe in small market teams. Honestly, I just believe in ownership, at least when it comes to baseball. I believe any team could get any free agent if you're willing to pony up the money. You look at Mets pre Stephen Cohen when they were dirt poor. You look at them post Stephen Cohen. They're out there going – and just spending money like it's no tomorrow. <laughs> the Mets are spending so much money in this off season And, Just the overall point on like long-term deals, I know when you sign a 10-year, 11-year deal like you just did with Xander Bogart, the last four years of that deal is going to be an Albatross contract, but sometimes you just got to think about it in terms of being a real-life human being and just a fan. I want to see Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Xander Bogart in their prime for the next five to seven years. If I'm a fan, I'm a dude currently 25 years old. If I get to see those guys for the next eight years of my life entering my early 30s, What more do I want as a fan than that? If I'm 60 years old, that's good. That could be the rest of my life. I get to see that core. Like sometimes you get too caught up in the numbers. We get too caught up in the years. And just think about as a fan, what do you want to do with the next seven years of your life? Do you want a stack team with superstars in your lineup? Do you want to be like, oh, I don't want to pay that dude. $30 million a year in 2035. Like what really matters to you as a fan? That's my biggest question I got. And for the Padres to build
1: a connection to a sports fan base they just had their football team taken away from them that has never had that big huge moment to say guess what san diego sports fans we're gonna try we're at least gonna try to put a product on the field and not only that but when you show up to the ballpark and petco park is one of the best ballparks in baseball oh when yeah when you show up rocking. to the park for the, you know, for the next bunch of years, Machado will be there. Soto will be there. Bogarts will be there. Tatis will be there. And look it. Uh, do I think they're going to win the World Series every year? Of course not. That would be insane to think that. But with this team put together, I don't know. I, I really think it's a surefire bet that they're going to have a really great chance to win at least one. If you're going to make any bets, you go get that overlay on there right now. It's betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to the World Cup and eSports, got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, if you're listening to my voice right now, chances are you do. You can find those at BetOnline as well. They've always got the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix on. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. Do you know what it is? Guess what it is? It's where the game starts. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about San Diego in the NL West mm-hmm. and... Yeah, lest we forget that they got to within three games of the World Series last year. Yeah, and they and they have one of the best managers in baseball. Who, as I, who you and I were saying, he the man has whiplash right now because. Uh, wait a minute, you you bring in stars? I thought you only trade away stars. Um, I I think, you know, there are two managers out there, who like Dusty Baker have done everything but win the big Kahuna and they're Showalter Walter and, uh, Bob Melvin. And I think that they're the two managers right now that if they win a world series may join dusty Baker in the inevitable hall of fame discussion. Um, I think Melvin, first of all, San Diego is not, a, not a bad place to be. Uh, uh oh, not I've, at all. <laughs> I've nudged my kids to apply to UC San Diego. That gives me an excuse to go to a few Padres games, but, uh, you know, you go live in one of the most beautiful cities in the country, and you have an ownership that is saying, "Hey, we're we're committed to giving you not just one good. We're not going to pull a 1997 Marlins, push all the chips in the center for one year win and then break it apart. This team is going to be together for a while. And if they win, if they win the World Series in the next year or so, they'll be able to take victory. They'll have so much goodwill in the bank." They'll be able to take victory laps with those players who, you know, all of a sudden they'll be retiring all these Padres players. Numbers. It'll be the greatest moment in Padre history. Tell me, cause you're, you, you focus on the NL West big time. Yeah. The Dodgers are obviously the class of the National League West, at least in terms of the regular season. Um the San Francisco Giants, I never thought they were as good as 107 wins a few years ago, but I also didn't think they were as bad as 81 wins. I think they're probably a high 80, low 90 win team, especially if they pull a a signing of, uh, you know, another uh, another good starting pitcher. And I think uh, while it's a long shot, I still think they have a shot at Aaron Judge. But uh, (laughs) that was a joke. That was a joke. But – you, know, you have the Giants, you have the Padres, you have L.A. Um, there are two other teams there. Yep. You have the Rockies. Who else is in that division?
0: Oh, the D-backs.
1: I think the D-backs are going to be a very good team in 2024.
0: Okay.
1: I, 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 I'll say That's that. I a serious I,
0: take.
1: I think, think they'll be a, a fringe wildcard contender in 2023.
0: That's all right I
1: think that they have enough talent on their team – that I, I personally think they should consider. I think they should consider a reunion with JD Martinez. Quite frankly, Ooh, uh, um, because because he's you know he, he's not going to be the JD Martinez from 2017. It won't cost you that much money, and you, you need. I think you need a. Uh, you know, it's funny. I think the D-backs and the Marlins are in similar positions where they need if they can just bring in a couple of veterans to sort of take some of the pressure off the young kids. And allow them to develop. I think Arizona has a ton of young talent. I just don't think they're there yet, but I think they they have a shot. You, I mean, we all saw how they played the second half last year. They mm-hmm. have a shot to win to have a winning season. If you have a winning season, you have a shot to be one of the wild card teams. Um, but you do have three good teams in that division that are ready to contend right now. Obviously, LA, obviously San Diego, and obviously San Francisco. L.A. has been weird this offseason. They've been kind of laying in the weeds. They lost Trey Turner. Now, out there is still Correa, and there's the thought of, ooh, will Dodger fans accept Carlos Correa because he was part of 2017? They'll accept him when he starts hitting the ball out of the ballpark, making diving plays, and helping him win a title. You know, it's amazing what can happen when you actually win. Do you think the Padres are in a position now to overtake L.A.?
0: Yes, I do. Because also, I'm not sure if the San Diego Padres are done yet this offseason. They might be sniffing around the waters for a starting pitcher. Maybe a Carlos Rodon stealing from the Giants. I don't know. That would be a fat deal. That would really be spending money because Rodon might be seeking like a six year, 30 million annual deal. So he might get a fat deal. Maybe go after you tried out Sean Maniah this past season. Maybe go after another Oakland former Oakland A starter who's on the free agent market and Chris Bassett to round out that rotation. That would be really nice for the Padres. So I definitely think they have the lineup to do it. And if they could add maybe one other rotation starter, they could definitely take the NL West from the Dodgers because when you look at that Dodgers roster currently, they have lost a lot of pieces, this free agency. We already know about the Trey Turners of the world, but the Tyler Anderson's, the Andrew Heaney's, the Chris Martins, the Cody Bellinger's, the Justin Turner's are still out there. The David Price's, the Joey Gallows, the Craig Kimbrough's, like there's a lot of players off their roster from last year that are either signed by other teams or out there in the free agent market. So for this Dodgers team, I'm not too worried about them. I still think when you look at their rotation as it currently stands, it's still pretty stacked with the Walker Buellers, the Julio Urias's, the Clay and Curtis. Shaw's the Tony Gonsolin's like they're still gonna have a great rotation they're still gonna have a great bullpen but the lineup right now as it currently stands will take a little bit of a step back from last season you still got Mookie Betts you still got Will Smith you still got Freddie Freeman but maybe the Dodgers aren't as impeccable and as indivincible as you might have thought and maybe the Padres have really closed the gap between those two teams because as it currently stands in the division I think those two teams are way better than the rest I think those two teams are their own tier because right now Sully I'm not going as far to say the Giants like you have a lot more belief in the Giants than I do I currently think the Giants are on the same tier as the arizona Diamondbacks. because really? i look at that D- giants roster and tell me who you are afraid of in that lineup in that rotation in that bullpen outside of a logan webb and maybe a jock peterson you go up and down that lineup there you have evan longoria i was a free agent brandon belt's currently a free agent um you need joey Barr to really progress and have a bounce back season but i don't see the talent really in that lineup they went out there signed mitch Haniger. i do like that move for their lineup but outside of Peterson and Mitch Haniger, like Mike Yastrzemski really had down season who in the rotation, if they lose a Carlos Rodon to free agency outside of mm. a Logan web, like I just honestly don't see the foundational pieces on that team. I don't see the young players coming up through the system on that team currently on their roster that I would even be afraid of. So as it currently stands at one point during the month of September, the D backs actually passed the giants in the standing. So I wouldn't be surprised going to next year, the D backs finished the season with a better record than the San Francisco giants.
1: Do you, I'm laughing right now because <laughs> you, you bring that up almost every show that at one point, <laughs> oh, really? in fact, they're going to have to raise the flag <laughs> and, a, and a Arizona says like for at one point we passed the giants. So the, just, it was like a,
0: a 36 hour period where we were third in the NOS standings in the month. Of uh, look at,
1: I think the Diamondbacks are doing all things considered. I think they're doing, they're, they're building up the right pieces. And I think they're going to, you're going to see some of those players, some of those young players who were, um, you know, and, and I hope they keep Marte. I really do. I'd like mm-hmm. to see him. I think, they the are. I think they'd like to see him be the centerpiece of the team. Now that Goldschmidt is no longer the centerpiece of the team. Um, yeah the Giants could definitely regress the mm-hmm. giants could definitely regress i just when they won a hundred here here's here's why I, I i have more belief in their front office than I do in their manager but when they won 107 ball games in 2021 i, I watched almost every game of it and I didn't know what I was watching I'm like how is this team winning 107 games these these pieces, like the, the the sum so was so much larger than the pieces of the whole. Um, so I, I, I just trust, especially because they have money to spend. I trust that they're going to find the right pieces to insert into that club. The Dodgers are so strange because they went, they had statistically their best regular season in their history this year, at least in terms of winning. And when this run for the Dodgers ends and all runs end, Okay, I'm not saying they're going to become a you know last place team, but this this particular, you know, even the great Yankee run recently came to an end, and they there was a few years where they couldn't make the playoffs, and then they retooled. But this this run with Los Angeles will eventually end. It probably will end with the retiring of, of Kershaw, who's been there since they went to the 08 NLCS. Um, I think you're going to look back at 2019 and this last year as the two years that got away mm. when they lost that game five to the nationals when they had a lead in the eighth inning and will smith hit that ball into the gap in the ninth inning with a runner on first that soto ran down if soto doesn't run that down that hits the gap the runner comes in to score no one remembers the Washington Nationals. And the Dodgers probably absolutely demolish the Cardinals and probably win the World Series. This year, if that goose doesn't land on the field in Game 2 of the Division Series against San Diego, because um, they won the first game handily, if they had beaten San Diego, I think they would have beaten the tar out of the Phillies. And I think they would have beaten the snot out of the Astros. Wow. Tar and snot. But... But I think when this run is over, it's kind of like when you look back at the um, at the Great Braves run. And they did win the World Series in 95. But there were a couple of teams along the way that were a lot better than the 95 team. The 93 team was incredible. The 98 team was incredible. And I think if you could look back at those years, those are the years they probably should have won. And and the La Russa Cardinal years, their two worst playoff teams were the ones that won the World Series. So I, I think this this run it'll be frustrating if they only win one world series especially a year when they couldn't even play at home the one year they win they're they're not even allowed to play at dodger stadium um which is one reason why i think they this franchise really wants to win another one but they may not i think this year this last year Everything was lined up. Everything that's opened up like a giant oyster for the Dodgers. That you know, the Padres eliminated the Mets. You know, they didn't have to face New York. They, you know, they wouldn't have to face Atlanta. Everything had been opened up to them, and they still wet the bed. Um the thing that makes you know it's they're a strange sleeping giant right now because they have a lot of money to spend. The huge market and a real desire to win another title and they haven't made the big splash yet, which makes me wonder, are they waiting for a dance v. Swanson or something? And by the way, I'm not counting the sign of my league signing of Jason Hayward as a, <laughs> as a major signing. I, I, I don't get their off season right now. I really don't.
0: Yeah. And another ring would bring some validation because people like me do not really like that 2020 Mickey mouse ring too much for the LA Dodgers more specifically for Clayton Kershaw because he was so terrible throughout his entire playoff career. And then all of a sudden you take the fans out the stadium and Superman's all of a sudden on the mound for Clayton Kershaw. So I really don't like that ring too much for him. But for this Dodgers offseason, it's been I mean, it's just been a lot of rumors and reports, but we actually haven't seen them uh, commit to anything. And maybe they're just very picky about who they want. They're just very picky and choosy. Like they went out there, they got the Freddie Freemans of the world. They traded for Mookie Betts, but guys like Trey Turner, guys like Manny Machado, they didn't want to commit to those 10, 11 year deals for those type of players. So maybe they're more picky and they really pick and choose who they want to go after in those kind of scenarios. And for this Dodgers squad, like eventually all runs come to an end. I look at that 2020 postseason run where you get to the championship series against a wildcard Braves team. And maybe that's the one where you get the rematch against the Houston Astros, and then this whole thing gets validated. I mean, <laughs> and it. I mean, if the Dodgers ever got back to the World Series, the last couple of years they would have had a rematch against the Houston Astros, which would have been uh, kind of fun for them. But this Dodgers team, I'm never going to be worried about them because they do such a good job of like internal development from their minor league system. Like they know how to develop prospects, which not a lot of these big market teams know how to do. Like when you look at the New York Yankees, we're still waiting for all these young players that they have to actually materialize and become like the next Derek Jeter, as they always like to say. But for the Dodgers players, they actually know how to develop these young guys like Will Smith and turn them into stars or they know how to go out there and scout and pick up players through the trade market like Chris Taylor's that are just hidden gems so for the Dodgers I'm never going to be worried about them long term just because they have such a machine going kind of like the Houston Astros they just always know how to plug and play these players that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diamondbacks Podcast. Come back tomorrow for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. Part two with Sully Baseball Warrior gives you a little history lesson on Jackie Robinson, so you're gonna to want to tune in for that podcast tomorrow. Thank you for making Lockdown Diamondbacks your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day the Locked On Sports Today Podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with insights from our local experts on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.